Welcome to Unscripted Scripture. I'm Jack. And I'm Zach. And we're, we're back. Here back, yeah. The Act Pack is back. Um, we're in the basement again. Uh, me and Jack, we were just talking. Um, anything happened in sports today? Sports? No, I didn't check on LeBron James Twitter. extended his contract. And oh, yeah. AD... Um, signed a contract a five-year contract with the lakers that is true i did see that the lakers right. are going to be losing or i guess they'll gain a lot of money through that yeah but hopefully I think 81 dollars is what they're saying for um lebron i saw something that lebron makes five thousand an hour like with his new contract that's his deal five thousand an hour like while he like plays, if he got an hourly or... salary or if he got paid hourly, he'd be getting five thousand dollars an hour. <laughs> Dude, uh, we missed out. Train your kids to be, <laughs> <laughs> or just make sure they're really tall. Yeah, stretch them out it, when they're young. Yeah, if you want to train your kid, train them to be a punter. That's what I've been saying all these years. <laughs> they're the most like in football. That's the stressless position they have, man. Mm-hmm. You all you have to do is kick the ball. The only bad part punt that i can think of where there was a lot of stress was the one where deshaun jackson ran it mm. back against the giants but other than that sometimes it happens oh and if you like fumble the ball it's a bad yeah or on the snap you just lose the ball and whatever but kicking is the name of the game and that's like that's the way to get paid and not get hurt play a long time well, yeah exactly Penitentiary. it's like and... some 41 now that that's a lot of pressure if you're a kicker you got to make a field goal when there's 0. 0.3 seconds <laughs> left and there's 50 yards out. Yeah. Or when there's And that's 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 the that's the stressor right there. It's either make or break. But what are we talking about today? Why did y'all click on to the the podcast today? What is it that we're talking about? Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about favoritism. We're going to bring stories about Paul um Stories about Jesus, stories about Joseph. Um, we got some good ones. Oh, did I say Paul? Yeah. Jack just showed me it was Peter. <laughs> it's not Paul, guys. It's Peter. Which he good guys though, both of yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always get them too confused. Well, anyways. But yeah, so this is this is a. Uh... This is interesting because we had a, I mean, we had a hard time talking about this beforehand, anyway. But um, what I think of when I think about favoritism is, does God show favoritism? And I think that's the question like a lot of people ask when when thinking about this word in Scripture. It's like, does God show favorites? Like, does He play favorites? And does He bless some people? And does He um, burden others? Like, what's the line? And what happens? Mm-hmm. And my Bible, my Bible has like a dictionary in the back. Okay. So it, it gives definitions for things and favor. It didn't have favoritism, but it had favor, and favor was goodwill or a positive attitude toward another person. And I think that that is a good definition of like favoritism in general. It's it's leaning towards 
someone in a positive way. So, but when we talk about like a favorite, a favorite kid mm-hmm. or a favorite team, it means you like that team over others. Yeah. So it's it's neglecting someone else and putting another on a pedestal. And so when we relate this to God, it's kind of hard to see like, does God really put others down and lift others up? Like, does he show love to one person over another? And I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bold statement. I'm gonna be blunt and say he does not do that. Um, yeah, that's I mean a God that would allow, that would that would put others down, and show love to other people versus someone else. Like just from what we've read about God, from what I've read about God, and what I believe, I don't believe he loves anybody less than anyone else. So you can say that, but what do you say for the guy who is driving the Lambo around town? compared to the guy who's driving the Honda beat-up Civic around town. like Yeah. I just think that he loves everybody. So regardless of who they are and what they do, he loves them for who they are. And you know, we talked, like, God can impact that person's heart in any way he chooses. When we looked at Exodus, we talked about Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. God had total control over Pharaoh's heart. And he chose to harden Pharaoh's heart. Now, we didn't really look at, like, how God loved on Pharaoh. But during that time, the Israelites would look at that whole time of the plagues and be like, God is hes favoring us. Like, he's favoring us over Pharaoh. Yeah. But, like, for the guy with the Lambo and the guy with the Civic, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he would love one man less than another. I just really don't believe that. I don't think so either. <clears throat> but why does he give the one guy the ability to have a Lambo and the other guy the ability to have a Civic? Yeah. And that's that's the question that like so many believers and non-believers have tackled in their in their lives like why does God allow good things to happen to this person and bad things to happen to this person? Um I think for me um the way I would answer that question is he knows the people with the Civic can handle more things. Because you can... That guy with the Civic will just... We're t- trying to paint two pictures here. The rich and the poor. Um, I say the poor can handle so many more things in life than the rich does. You know, the rich doesn't have someone to make his sandwich for him. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of something. Whereas the poor knows how to make his sandwich. Yeah. Um, he can go out and do it. Um, and I think that puts you up for different situations. Uh, all the time we say, where was Jesus? Where was Jesus? He was with the poor. Um, because you can feed more there. Um, who needed, yeah, who needed to be fed with the Lord more was the poor. Who yeah. was struggling through life. So, um no, I, I don't think there's favoritism, but I think, yeah, in the worldly sense, if we just look at what people have physically, we can say, oh, that's wrong. God can favor this person this person. But mm-hmm. I think um, when you think mentally and spiritually, there is no such thing as favoritism for God. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's look at a story that might help us to understand a little bit more. I love this story. This is awesome. We've read this. I don't think we've read it for a podcast, but we... We definitely read it a couple of times. It's in Acts 10. Um, it's pretty much all of Acts 10, but I'm going to kind of 
summarize it in different parts and, and dive in different places. But this is surrounding Peter um, and also uh, a centurion Cornelius, a Roman centurion uh, Cornelius. He was actually part of the Italian regiment, but so he was he was well, Roman. Are you going to name your kid Cornelius someday? Cornelius? Cornelius. No. Cornelius. Because people call him Corny. Corny. Uh-huh, I get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> uh, so in Acts 10, it starts off that there was this man named Cornelius, and all of his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. But one day, it was three in the afternoon, and he had a vision. He saw an angel come down to him and said, Cornelius. And he answered with fear, What is it, Lord? And the angel said, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon who is called Peter. So this is the Peter that walked with Jesus. And so this is, this is if, we're, if you're giving some context, this is after Jesus had resurrected and, and ascended to heaven. And so now all the disciples are off. They're get, doing the Great Commission. They're, okay. they're going and, and becoming missionaries for Jesus. Right. Jesus is gone. He's in heaven. Yeah. Now the disciples are the disciples starting the church. Are, by the Holy Spirit, they're gone. Okay. So he's he's staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. The angels who spoke to him had gone. Cornelius called two of his servants and a soldier, who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that happened and sent them to Joppa. So now these guys are off to find Peter. Peter doesn't know this yet. So this is like, Peter's completely oblivious to everything. So next is called Peter's vision. So I Peter, wonder what happened. Yeah. Right? <laughs> what do you think? So noon the following day, as those guys were on their journey, Peter went up to the roof to pray. He was hungry and wanted something to eat, and while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals, as well as reptiles and birds. And then a voice said, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. And he said, Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. And then the voice said a second time, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. That's that's key right there. Remember that. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times. And immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. So while Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men that Cornelius had sent found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out asking Simon who was Peter if he was staying there, asking if Simon was there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you, so get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. So Peter went down and said to the men, I'm the one you're looking for. No fear, dude. No fear. He said, why have you come? And he's like on the hunt. Like people are hunting the disciples they're like the bad guys like this is bad and so he's like i don't know who's coming at the door but you know god said do not hesitate so he didn't hesitate the men said we have come from cornelius the centurion he is a righteous and god-fearing man who is respected by all the jewish people a holy angel told him to ask you to come to his house so that he could hear what you had to say then peter invited the men into the house to be his guests so now peter is like getting it he's like figuring it out he's like all right this guy 
had a call from an angel. Mm -hmm. I had a call from an angel. So obviously it's something the big. Dots are connecting. Now I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he's figuring it out. And this is it. So Peter comes to Cornelius's house. Um, the following day he arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and his close friends. He called his whole family together to witness this. That's how big a deal it was. Who was who did that? Cornelius. Cornelius, okay. yeah. Peter entered the house. Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. This is an upstanding Roman like general, like a Roman high rank and Roman guard. Falls to this guy in, in tatters, man. This missionary. But Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said. I am only a man myself. That's not humility, man. That's not humility. He listened to the podcast, I'm telling you. While talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, You are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with or visit or Gentile. So this was like against the law, man. He was a Jew. Cornelius was a Gentile. And they're meeting... That's not allowed. You're not allowed to mix like that. I didn't know that. I know, right? So after he said that, Peter said that, he also said, but God, but God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius answered, three days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour at three in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send a Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is a guest in the house of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. And so I sent for you immediately, and it was good for you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism. Oh, wait, that's our word! <laughs> oh! So God purposely put these two people together, people that shouldn't have been together, and said, you guys are to spread my gospel. You're to help each other grow in faith. Because I don't discriminate. I don't judge. He loves this Gentile, this this guy who, who works with people that are against Jews, against people like Peter, brings them under the radar, under the table, illegally, because he loves them both just the same. Because to him, they're all children of God. We're all children of God. And so he's... Peter realizes that. He's like, I now realize that God does not show favoritism. The door is open to everybody. Everybody can accept Jesus. That's I that's like that's why this is so cool, is because it's groundbreaking. Like this story was groundbreaking for its time. This doesn't happen. Like for Peter, this is huge. But he stayed humble and like knew like I have a job to do. I'm a servant. And I can't let my emotions or what I believe that, you know, maybe we shouldn't mix. I have to just honor God's call. Right. These these are two different worlds that would oh usually never intervene yeah. with each other. Like, walk on the other side of the road. There was a lot of judgment between the two. Um, yeah, so for Cornelius to kind of listen to God in this um, 
in his vision while he was praying. Mm-hmm. And then for Peter, I mean, I would expect Peter to. Um, but if Peter, I think this story would be totally different if it was Peter coming to Cornelius. I think it's so much bigger because Cornelius is the one who came to Peter. Yeah. Who searched for Peter. He searched him out. Um, for sure. But then after that, Peter said that he shared the gospel and he taught them like what Jesus had done. Um, but he also said the Holy Spirit is here. You know, the Holy Spirit came on all who hear, hear this message. Um, and then he, fi- he finishes this, this uh, chapter off. Uh, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So we ordered that they, this is Cornelius and his family, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then Cornelius and his family asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. Man, I love that. Um, yeah, Jack likes the stories and the long verses, whereas <laughs> me, I'm like, uh, Romans 2.11 says, God does not show favoritism. <laughs> and like I'm like, okay, God, I get it. Like You don't show it favoritism. But um, Both are good. Both are equally <laughs> powerful. They can be, I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm not a good reader, so. But that's that's okay. I mean, that's why that's why we have podcasts. Right? Yeah, that's exactly. You can hop on here and listen, and we'll help you out. We'll help you read. Yeah, I hope a lot of other people hop on and read, so that way I just never have to read anything, <laughs> and I can just listen. That's right. So what is that? How does this help us like figure this out, right? Because we, I think we face similar problems today. Where there's groups of people that aren't really meant to mix. Ah. But God is like, no. Everybody should welcome everyone with open arms. Yeah. So how, how do you think we can relate this to things we experience now? Like, where is the divide? What are what divides us? The modern? Oh, well, well we just went through a year of politics. We went Ooh. through uh, Republican, Democrat. Um, we also went through um, COVID. Mm. Are we staying safe or are we, I don't know, Yeah. going I don't know. Masks or no masks, that was a debate. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing a Black Lives Matter. Um, there was all these divides. Um, the transgender and gay, the, what is, what's the LG, LGBT? LGBT. Yeah. Um, there are all these divides, like left and right um Hmm. all this stuff that looks like there shouldn't be any in between i think that's pretty similar to what we're yeah reading here yeah and there are so many things that divide us or people or organizations groups communities like things that we just like to put into spectrums and we like to divide us as humans but Deep down, you know, we all are, no matter what we think we believe, we're all just children of God. I mean, we're all on the same earth. We're all mm-hmm. under the same God. Whether people mm-hmm. believe that or not, that's for God to impact their hearts and to challenge them there. But for our sake, you know, it's... We just have to love on everybody. I mean, that's so easy to say, but it's actually really hard. And we understand that, like... Zach and I have been through a lot of things. Like, I'll just say, like, with the LGBT community, 
um, I think the church, I'm talking about church, like little C, like churches everywhere have gotten a bad rap for how we treat members of that. Yeah. Or like things that they believe because, you know, it's, it's not that we don't love those people. Mm-hmm. Like we're called to love everybody. It's just when it goes against the Bible, it's hard to grasp that. But as far as God showing us favor over them, I think that's totally no, out of line. There's no, yeah, that doesn't There's happen. no difference at all. We're all the same people. Mm-hmm. We should be inviting them into church free of that, like free of that belief. If, if it was a drug addict, if it was like right. anybody like I that. I sin. Why, yeah. like, why am I allowed in the church? Yeah. It's it's a sin. Like, it's insane that we, we sin, do that. You sin, everyone sins, so what's the big deal here yeah. we're all sinners that go to church so why is there a divide on yeah there shouldn't be there shouldn't there be. shouldn't be it's just that your sin is more known than my sin yeah because the world has made that that's like the face of it and the church has been like mm-hmm. those people are bad yeah. those people we can't let them in we can't let them impact us like no we should be inviting them and holding their hand mm-hmm. and just loving on them no matter what they believe I agree. Because God, we can't impact their hearts. God can impact their hearts. Mm-hmm. So if we're leading them and inviting them in, just let God take over and let him run their life, you know? And even with politics, like, there's people out there that say, like, God is a Republican. God is a Democrat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. How in the <laughs> world, dude? That's not That's not biblical. Like, it's not biblical. Look, we're Jews and Gentiles, mm-hmm. right? Jews mm-hmm. and Gentiles. And God's saying, you guys are meant to be together. There you go. Do not call anything impure that I have made clean. Straight He's like, how, from the scripture. How could a, one be blessed over the other? Like, I'm just, I'm just, I think God is greater than all that. He's greater than anything we could think in our human minds. Like, how these these ways that we separate ourselves and, and judge others so harshly discriminate so harshly like do you really think god is that shallow like god is that low there's no way there's no, no way man he's greater than that he's greater than anything like so i think this whole idea like this question does god show favoritism i'm sure like peter thought so before this he thought so. He thought, yeah. Like, he's blessed the Jewish people through history, through Moses, David, and bringing them out of Egypt and bringing them out of Babylonian rule and then, you know, blessing them with the gift of Jesus and and Jesus leading them out of Roman rule and saying, your kingdom's not of this world. Like, yeah, it would seem like he favored the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. But now Peter's like, no, that's not the case. He loves everybody. He loves the Romans. He loves the Jews. He loves everybody all over the world. That's why Jesus said, go to the world and share it with everyone. So why aren't we like that? Yeah. What What's going to get us to be like that? What is going to get us to have no favoritism? Um, how are we going to get better? We're always, each podcast, we try to go through something where we need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Jack. And um, maybe you guys do it with us. But how do we eliminate favoritism um before this i was like peter i was like there's what favoritism i don't need to work on that like there's no favoritism or actually peter did think that there was favoritism sorry Mm -hmm. um but 
I guess in my sense, I just was like. But we okay, do that subconsciously. We like yeah. we separate ourselves and distance ourselves from certain people, and then internally mm. we're like judging them. We're like, right. I'm glad I'm not like that person. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm glad I'm not like them. But we can't do that. You know, we just have to. We show sympathy, mm-hmm. and show love, and be like, how do I help that person? You know that that's the thought that we need to get to, and and to get to that point. I don't have an answer for that, man. That's hard. That's a hard answer. But I think because they can help us too. I don't think it's. Yeah. I don't oh think the right gosh. question is how can we help them. I think it's how can I see myself equal. Yes. Like how can I lower my pedestal? How can I make myself see that I am the same as them? Because I think so many times we we are like, oh, I'm better. I don't do that. Yeah. I don't sin that way, but I don't. Whatever. Um. So. Yeah, I think that's that's the challenge. Um, so as you guys go throughout your week, that's what I think you should think about. That's what I'm going to be thinking about. If you think about it, then good. If you don't think about it, then okay. Um, but yeah, that uh, concludes our podcast. Uh, that was kind of a short one. It was a short one. It was uh, a couple minutes short, but um, you know good. that's what we do. We talk and then we that's we're we done do. talking. When we're done talking, we hit the end button (laughs) but hey guys you know you made it this far so i will say thank you for listening um you know you can always find us in those places if you don't know those places then listen to a past podcast and listen to the end of the episode where we say where you can find us um but yeah as always have a good week and we'll see you next one